This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of The Last of Us on HBO Max. We just finished watching episode four. And I just want to be clear, a long time listeners know this, but just for everybody else that's hopping on, uh, we don't watch the talks with Neil Druckmann and, and Craig Mazin after the episode or, or the next on uh, trailer. We don't listen to the HBO official podcast. Uh, I, I think it's complete and utter bullshit that those exist like you won't let me work on the show you won't let me act in it now you're gonna take my podcast i didn't know that there were talks with neil druckman and craig mazin after the show i just assume that there are every hbo thing does that yeah well i'm gonna start watching (laughs) (laughs) sounds awesome definitely not before we record that right like (laughs) that's our thing so everything you hear might be a little off a little wrong or whatever that's because it's just it's just our dumb brains right after watching the show that's what this uh podcast is i think is. the podcast is more enjoyable hearing our raw unfiltered thoughts as raw wrong as they might be and wriggling yeah i love wriggling thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Ew. our new we're going to start a new podcast wriggling thoughts wriggling thoughts uh so yeah that's what we did we just finished watching a few minutes ago um and when when we do you want to do the cookies yeah let's get yeah. this out of the way we got this a special is, surprise for you Ooh, okay, so a couple weeks ago, if you listen to the very first episode of our Last of Us coverage, there was a little bit of a, I didn't intend this to be as big of a deal as it has become. I said something along the lines of, because Sarah and what were the neighbors, the Adlers, yes. they were making cookies, and she was making oatmeal raisin cookies, and I made the joke like, not chocolate chip, because my point was, if there are two cookies on the on the table, one a chocolate chip, one an oatmeal raisin, I'm picking the chocolate chip every time. I don't hate mm. oatmeal raisins, sure. but a lot of people took it as though I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we are going to settle this debate once and for all, because a really awesome listener of the show made us cookies. They made us chocolate chip cookies. Oh, and oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, mm-hmm. and we are going to test them out here on the mic, so you guys can really see, we can we can figure it out. I hope you guys uh, are into ASMR. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Chris, do you want a half of my chocolate chip? No. Okay. Because that's how. Are we doing the chocolate chip first? Steadfast I am. Yeah, I'll take so a we, piece of your chocolate. So chip. we need a control. The chocolate chip is the control. I already ate is multiple. It <laughs> I already ate multiple of both. <laughs> and I've I, already, I did not sully my taste buds before. I, I was like, the people need to know my honest, genuine reaction. I've already decided. This is the chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Here we go. Mm. There's a good cookie. Pretty good. Right? Pretty good. Very well made. I brought milk. Good crunch. Now, this isn't the perfect test, right? Because the quality of the chocolate varies, all that, all kinds of stuff, right? Sure. These may not be Ghirardelli chips. But this is more <laughs> of like, hey, there are two cookies here, a chocolate chip. And an oatmeal. Which one are you grabbing? Which one survives? Okay, so we did the chocolate chip. Pretty good. Now we're doing the oatmeal raisin. Palate cleanser. Hold on. Oh, cleanse that palate. Cleanse that palate. You doing a water? Water. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that worked. Steve, you didn't offer us milk. You just got yourself. (laughs) He did. 
I'm so dry. <laughs> That's what she I'm said. Uh, over here, my dude. <laughs> Do you want some of my no, milk? I also have water. <laughs> Suckle on the glass of nothing, my milk. I'm nothing better than cookies and water. Is everybody <laughs> the true test? We, uh, well, it was better than doing the cookies and Mountain Dew pitch black. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. All right. All right. Oatmeal, Oatmeal Steve, raisin. Here blow we go. your mind. Here we go. It's so much better. It is. It's got that flavor mixed in with the actual cookie part. Like you don't just get that pop of chocolate. You know, it's like it's it's the flavor is laced throughout. That is a fire ass oatmeal cookie. Right, Literally, you know you're gonna pass out any moment. You know what? There has been a long-standing hashtag on the show called hashtag Steve was right. And I stand by that hashtag, <laughs> but not in this instance. Yes. This is a better, the oatmeal raisin cookie wins in this instance. Wow. The better this is, cookie. This is, out of these two cookies, this oatmeal raisin is is a damn fine cookie. I didn't expect you to do that. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, know, you. I like to, I like to be honest. I was, Welcome. hashtag Steve was, was kind of right. <laughs> hashtag Steve was wrong. From a certain point of view, Steve was still kind of right. Put that in a hashtag. Steve. <laughs> we, all, we didn't just get the cookies. We also got a fire ass cake. Yeah, I'm going to put it. So, YouTube viewers, I'm going to put up an image of this cake oh, that we got okay. from the same listener. Uh, so, you, you can look at it right now. Let's destri- describe it for the audio people. Audio people, you can go to our social medias and you can see photos it's a, of this. It's a, it's a beautiful cordyceps cake. Is the best way to describe it. I mean, there's a white chocolate skull in the center, and uh, uh, dried mango like, and pineapple, like and dried apple, pineapple and dehydrated pineapple to make it look like a f- like fungus coming out of this white chocolate skull. Green and coconut, green yes. coconut. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a coconut cake. It's so good. I had it's two slices wow. of it. You had two whole slices. Yes. So I had three oatmeal raisin cookies, one chocolate chip cookie, and two slices of this cake. Damn, I had Andy. one itty bitty slice of it. I'm not a big cake guy, but I had to try it because it looked so. Bad. I love eating cake. What was yeah. okay? You're you're not the cake guy. Yes. How do you rate this? But that was a ten out of ten cake. Mm. It was delicious. I love coconut. I am the uh, Marie Antoinette of snackers. Let them eat cake. Yeah, I want everybody to eat. My Let cake. me eat cake. I, I want everybody to eat my cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So thank you to the listeners. My ass. That, uh, that provided that. That was really, really delicious. Thank you. And I'm going to roll right through that ass. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you naughty dog. Oh, you that was a themed joke. Naughty dog. Yep. Yep. I just yep. wanted to call attention to it in case you didn't get it. That's a pill, baby. <laughs> baby. Baby. Um, Speaking of which. Thank you for the cookies. Speaking of which. There was pills in these cookies. There, you all should be falling asleep any moment now. <laughs> no, we have a new merchandise store. Ah, we have a new merch store. Uh, our merch store from before was kind of bare bones and lame, but guys, uh, there's a really awesome gr- uh, group of listeners who have their own um, T-shirt printing operation, and they uh, approached us about making our own um, a partnership uh, merch store, having a partnership. And one of the cool things, if you go onto the website that you can find in the show notes, not only will you see a, a whole bevy of new merchandise mm. options for you to choose from myriad, you can even find a limited time run of the shirt for last of us, which is pills, baby. <laughs> it's a custom design of Joel and Ellie uh, shouting pills, baby. It's, it's glorious. And, you know, and this way you can support the show. You can also support the listeners and support small businesses in a trifecta of wonder, but also it's more of a, a, a quadrilogy or what a, a quad, a quad, something. Quad, quadrilogy. quadrilogy. Cause yeah. you can support yourself by getting some, some dope ass gear. Mm-hmm. They still call it gear. Fuck yeah. Sure. Threads. Drip. 
Yes. Get some drip. Yeah. I actually already ordered that shirt, the Pills Baby shirt, and I also ordered a beanie. I am very excited. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now poor. The beanie from the last uh, merch store that was, was terrible. something that else. Was awful. I think that kind uh, of sealed, sealed the deal for us. Yeah, yeah, jumping off it that. was kind of a bit, though. Like, <laughs> it I literally want, looked like they cut off like a long sleeve of an actual shirt and they're like it's a beanie <laughs> you put the sleeve on your head i did eventually throw it away like I, I kept it for a while and i was like it's kind of funny and then i was just like why, why do i still have this damn you threw it away all the way <laughs> yeah yeah it's gone could have been like a sock or something a little joke gift you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little joke a little wash rag <laughs> yeah, so thank you to uh, West River Printing for reaching out and becoming our new merch partner. Uh, go get yourselves a really awesome T-shirt. And the Pills Baby shirt will run out when we get done covering Last of Us, so it's yeah. very limited. This allows us to have custom shirts for the shows we, we're covering, which will be fun. Yes. I'm going to finish eating this oatmeal raisin. Okay, fair. It's just like my victory dance. I'm thinking about all you you assholes in the Discord who were <laughs> shitting all over raisins in my face. <laughs> Now I've recruited Steve. I've turned him with my oatmeal cordyceps mm. and he's now with us and we're going to get you. It's not the last of us anymore. Steve is a part of us. Mm -hmm. One of us. That's what it should be called. <laughs> One mm -hmm. of us. One of us. Gooble gobble, gooble gobble. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> thank you to all of your iTunes and Spotify reviews requesting that I stop saying any whoozle. It is only, um, Reinforced it. Reinforced. We've it. only doubled down and made it a shirt. <laughs> Go to the store and get the shirt. That's right. There's an any Hoozle shirt now. True fans love it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> any Hoozles isn't going anywhere. Sorry to let you guys know. Any Hoozle. As I said, we're covering The Last of Us episode four. We just finished watching it. Kind of a shorter episode than what we've been used to. Um, Shortest was, one so far. I, it was a boon in one way because we're. it's been a long day. It's like our third episode today. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's always sad to see this show end. It's very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no, and also another sad thing. We seem to have been wrong. There does not appear to be a, a flashback Correct. at the start of yeah. every episode. I'm sad about that. Last episode, we made an excuse because the whole episode was a flashback. And, but uh, episode four confirms not a pattern, mm -hmm. just a random happenstance. It may not, I don't think it's going to be the last flashback we get. We saw some in the trailers, but yeah, it's there's, not the last of those. There's at least definitely Ooh. one more flashback that I know for sure coming. Yeah. Yes. That's what yeah. they call faux show back in the day. Mm. For show, they still say that. <laughs> for showbacks. <laughs> yes. That is the industry term. Uh, so the episode opens with Ellie. Well, actually let's do this real quick. We always do. what did you guys think of episode four real quick, Steve? Uh, I really, really liked it. Um, this this is probably my second favorite episode so far. I thought the flow of it was really, really it was well paced. It, it went by super quickly. You, they really got into the 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 relationship of Ellie and Joel is starting to blossom and become, you know, it's becoming what we all know and love as mm -hmm. someone who's played the games. It also has uh, diverged from the games uh, even more so. Uh, in a very interesting way that I that I kind of like and I'm super appreciating and I I can't wait to see where this new kind of wrinkle in the storyline goes. This is the thing where I have no clue where this is going to go because last episode with uh, Bill and Frank, it, it was different, but at the same time, like I knew that's not going to go anywhere. It ended in the same place. It, it ends in the same place. Yeah. This I don't know where this is going to go quite. And I'm interested to see where it ends up. Uh, but I, but I've loved, I love this episode. Andy, mm -hmm. what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I loved it too. And for the same reasons, uh, we kind of have reached like the promise of the premise that is like the these two uh, 
scallywags out in the wilds uh, kind of developing this father-daughter relationship. And we're starting yeah. to see that start to come to fruition. Um, I have loved the way that the adaptation so far has stayed true to the story that was established by the game, but also is uh, introducing these characters uh, that you know and love and subverting your expectations of how they impact the show. I wasn't on the episode with um, Bill and Frank, but I thought that that was done beautifully. It was an it adapted in a way that uh, you couldn't you couldn't couldn't have told that story in a, in the video game, and so we got this incredible character that was adapted into this incredible story that it only worked in the show and it worked beautifully because it was in the show and uh they are doing the same thing here with this episode but i think that this one is going to be a little bit more longer lasting and impactful we're establishing this like community that that's kind of like self-sufficient and built up never mind a quarantine zone never mind fedra or whatever this is just people making making things work um and we didn't get a whole lot of names we know that kathleen's one of them and they're after somebody named henry um but we got a lot of like subtle uh, clues to who these people are and how they relate to each other. And it was all uh, done masterfully. And I can't wait to see what they do with them. Yeah. Um, you know, not a bad episode of this show for sure ever yet. Uh, I don't expect there to be one. I really enjoyed it. I was taken aback for the first time. And I'm always the guy that's championing, hey, this is an adaptation. You know, a, a show is a show. A comic book is a comic book. And you should tell a story anyway that no other medium could do or you've done it wrong. Right. Like you should use the medium of the comic book to its full potential. And you should do the same thing with a movie and a TV show and a book, whatever you can fucking think of. Right. Post-it notes. Uh, what, what are those called when you just spread the pages real fast? Flip books. Flip books. Flip book. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do a flip book, you do a flip book. Mm -hmm. You don't try to. There's no bottle episode in a flip book. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just a tinier post-it note in now, the middle. Now I want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that it's being a flip book and then it like stops and you like open up. There's a tiny envelope. Like, oh, there's a flip book in here. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, there were some moments in this episode uh, and I had read in advance. Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann had said the show is not going to be anywhere near as violent as the game. And that made sense to me just off, you know, as, as soon as I heard it, I was like, well, of course, you're not going to, because of gameplay, kill 98 people um, every hour. Because yeah. that's just not a thing and in, in trying to depict what would happen in real life. But there was a an iconic sequence from the game depicted in this episode, excuse me, um, that I felt just did not have the oomph that the game did. And I'm usually not that guy. Uh, but there, you know, and you know, the sequence I'm talking about, like mm -hmm. in the game, Joel gets thrown in through a glass cabinet and almost killed by a shard of glass. And then he, uh, wrestles the other guy into, into it. That seemed like the perfect kind of thing to ramp up the action on episode four, uh, because they took 70% of the action out of episodes one, two, and three. And I was totally on board with it. Like it served the story. You're building up these other characters. Everything's on all cylinders because I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to have this climactic release because there is action in this story at some point. We've only seen two or three clickers and we're four hours and, you know, we're almost halfway done with this story. And I have uh, defended this show against people that make those claims by being like, dude, it's an adaptation. This is how adaptation works, blah, 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 blah. But at, like, at this point, I'm getting a little antsy at this point. Like, 
you, well, you I, need to you need to ramp it up for me, please, just for at least six minutes. Well, you let know? me try to let me try to calm your nerves. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me try to Jang calm your it. nerves. Um, I think the the action piece you're thinking of in this episode serves as just a very small, like simmering, like we're in this space. I think next episode we're going to see a, a ramping up, and if we don't see that by next episode, then maybe be a little worried. But I think we're going to get a big climactic ramp up next episode with how things are going. Sure. Or at least when this mini Kansas City arc concludes. Yeah. I mean, I know what's for sure happening next time based on the game. And that'll be interesting as hell. Um, but I, I just want to <clears throat> I want to see Joel and Ellie do what they can do for a little bit, just as a nod, you know. And I think I thought this was the time. I really thought mm-hmm. it was, you know, and they just they shortened it from like seven or eight guys to three. And, uh, and then took a lot of the stuff out of even the three that they had, but overall, again, I don't want to sound like I'm harping and uh, some of the, my favorite moments of the season so far have happened in episode four. I had a great time. Um, I just really, you know, they shot this thing for 11 months and it cost uh, a ton of money. Let me see it. Yeah. Where's all these practical clicker actors and stuff like what, you know what I mean? Like. Show me the money, as Cuba Gooding Jr. would say. Show me the money. I think we are going to get a lot in this next episode. Like uh, this one's, I think, going to lean a lot more into horror, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that is how it's pronounced. But, uh, <laughs> um, that is a callback to a later episode. <laughs> that would drop Friday. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think that we're going to get a lot of that in the next episode. I had forgotten about the uh, glass case thing, but you're right; that would have been a very cinematic, awesome yeah. sequence. That's not so too. It's not in there. It was just like a shotgun choke instead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, a little disappointed right now. I'm not going to lie well, to you. Well, I like the, we'll get to that in the recap, yeah, but, I, but I like the story character beats that they exchanged into that sequence. Yeah. yeah it's two moments in the game that they pushed into that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah uh, but cool. also diminished a little because we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts because you guys know a lot more. I only played the thing for the first time a few weeks ago. Um, so it opens with Ellie playing with the gun in the mirror. She's in the bathroom. We can all, we can presume, you know, Joel's thinks she's doing, she saw a taxi driver. She was really getting into the role. Yeah. (laughs) She's big McLovin vibes in this dude. She's like playing with the gun, like break yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you do, you know, first time, but she kind of knows how to handle it too. She pops the clip out before she starts playing around. And yeah, when she cleared the chamber, I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like a kid with gun sequence. And uh, thankfully it wasn't that she knows, she knows her way around the pistol a little bit though. She does sniff it. Uh, uh, is she a gun pervert? <laughs> I don't know. The sniffing thing got me like, mm, I don't like that. It's not like it had been <laughs> freshly fired and she was smelling like the, whatever that is, sulfur. Yeah. Phosphorus. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. What am I? A chemist? Hmm. What am I? A chemist? Freedom flakes. I'm just a podcast. <laughs> freedom flakes. <laughs> uh, but it's like freedom. After <laughs> sniffing her gun, uh, she goes back outside to find Joel siphoning gas. Uh, and he explains what might be true. I didn't Google it. That gas breaks down over time. And so it's not as uh, it's not as gassy. It's not as effective. It's not as gassy. <laughs> <laughs> Add some Pepto. Yeah. <laughs> we put some Imodium in these tanks. And so, that you know, he's like, hey, what used to last us about 12 hours of driving is only a few hours now. So they got to get more gas. Yeah, more what quickly. car was he driving in 2000 that would get him 12 a hours a tank? A yeah. Prius, my friend. But in the year 2003, were there Priuses then? I think there were. I think there were. I think there were. I'm just my Bostonian accent. <laughs> would that there's twer. It's <laughs> would that the twer so simple. It's very Belgish. Uh, and then he says, he says, 
but he doesn't know how siphoning works and it's yeah, a, a hilarious like, sequence you know it goes against gravity because pressure and <laughs> you, you don't know how it works do you I know that it works. I don't know how it works either. Yeah, that was no my clue. note. I looked at Andy like, I don't know how it works. And he's like, me neither. No. Steve, do you know how siphoning works? Uh, no. I do. I did. I do know uh, what mermaids' what? favorite, cla- what they wear in classes. What is it? An algae bra. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, what is it? Where is this going? <laughs> I did like, it looked like he blew into the tank. And I actually read this recently because I've never siphoned gas that like it's a, it's a, you know, a, a popular misunderstanding that you have to suck to get the gas out. And then it goes in your mouth a little bit. Uh, you can actually blow and it does the same thing. It's much safer. Obviously you won't get gas in your mouth. Well, he was using like a two pipe system and I I've never seen that depicted before. Maybe I just haven't paid that much attention, but it looked like he was blowing in one tube and the gas was coming out of the other one. Whereas all, every other time I've seen siphoning in media, it's, it's been like one sucking tube. on a tube and then show us how that looks again. Just like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's siphoning. That's when she finally pulls out the joke book, the uh, joke book, drops a few zingers on him. Some, some, some chuckle busters. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other synonyms. Some knee slappers. Mm. There we go. There we go. That's okay. Uh, and then they proceed to drive. She finds a tape. She's in the back seat. It's a. It's an old Hank Williams senior, I believe, tape. Uh, and he's like, she's like, remember this? And he's like, it's before my time, actually, but it is a banger. It's a bop. Mm-hmm. The darkness has fallen. <laughs> the sky has turned gray. He's like, oh man, is it pick me up? Uh, and then Great she finds a, a porno mag, the, the equivalent <laughs> of a playgirl. It's one of um, uh, Bill's, we presume. And she starts uh, looking around, making Joel very uncomfortable. Hey, put that down. Yeah, I want to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. How does he walk with that thing? (laughs) I love that line. I I just do my best. I love the sly little look she gives before she goes, why are these pages so sticky? Like, she's just like, oh, I'm going to really mess with him here. And he's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. And throws it out the window. Bye, dude. (laughs) Then we cut to more driving. Uh, He pulls off the road for a break and drives all the way into the woods. There's some really cool scenic shots. That was a good shot. Love all the scenic shots of them driving around. There's literally one shot in particular that I'm like, did they film that here where we live? And yeah, that's just, how Ohio looks. They yeah. just added like a bunch of mossy <laughs> shit on the bridge they were going over. They have like the Love's gas station that's like every highway. And uh, I thought it was just our area, but yeah. Sarah and I use that. That's like every Midwestern couple. It's like, I love you. Anytime you need to pass one. But yeah. And then they drove by the Buckbees. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, we got an Arby sign too in the love. So apparently yeah. Arby's is just own just owns Last of Us. Yeah, they're real. having a That's great too, time. Yeah, they paid a lot of money for sure. Um, and so they drive He's into like, the woods. Ellie, and we have the meats. <laughs> got some seasoned curlies. You ever hear about some beef and cheddars? <laughs> you ever had a French dip? <laughs> I've never had either, Ellie. What, so last week, uh, uh, Bill had that Arby's joke with Frank. Yes. Um, and then that Monday, that Monday or Tuesday, I was like, you know what? I need to get Arby's. I, you know, they mentioned I think a it lot on, of people had on that, Last yeah. of Us. Let me get some Arby's. I bought some Arby's. I ordered a French dip and some mozzarella sticks. Their mozzarella sticks are fire. Uh, but these motherfuckers gave me a French dip without the dip. <laughs> you're supposed to dip the sandwich like it's a literal dip? Yeah, it's, a little, it's, like, yeah, it's like a sauce. hot brown. Yeah. You're supposed to dip it in au jus. Tajou? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bless you. But what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> that's the that's a sandwich. It's so good. I'll try it. it I think I'm going to have some Arby's tomorrow. They're not sponsoring the show. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard for me not to get a classic beef and cheddar. I got to tell you. Mm. Do you still get it? 
But also, I'm a little pissed at Arby's because of inflation. I told you guys this story before. Five for five, five for five ninety-five. Now it's fucking like eight for two. It was thirty-five dollars for six sandwiches. It's insane. It was five dollars. Well, it would have been. Like seven bucks for that last time yeah. I remember going to Arby's. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, and even the Arby's employee was like, I know. <laughs> Dude, fast food inflation is insane. I wouldn't insane. buy it. <laughs> I went to Wendy's. I paid $12.50 for a spicy chicken sandwich combo. No, I didn't, it wasn't even large. It was medium. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> ridiculous. This is like, I want to lose my fucking mind, but I know that I, it's not their fault. It's just a, an employee trying to make a living. So I say yeah. nothing. But in my head, I'm like. This is shitty food. (laughs) This is taking 14 days off my life. (laughs) I am buying this because I don't want to pay for real (laughs) fucking food. Now it costs what real food costs. Yeah. I love how mad this is making. Well, no, no, he's not wrong, man. A carton of eggs is $6. I know. I love it. Like. Some I people just I, like watching the world the burn. I don't love the inflation. I love watching Chris combust. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't let it out because I won't take it out on the, the poor frontline workers. What's well, funny. So the, I used as soon to, as we get a fucking Patreon, it's money's meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live near an Arby's back in Bellevue. There was that uh, Arby's yeah, by yeah. us. That was the funniest Arby's to go to because no matter what time of day you went, the women, the poor, oh my God, the poor women that worked at that Arby's. No matter what time you showed up at, they looked like they had just gone through World War Three. Like, like it could be like two thirty on a Wednesday, and you walk in like, "Oh my God! Oh, you would not believe what just happened. We are out of roast beef, hon. Oh, fuck no, we don't have horsey sauce. We never do. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do we have water? Oh, we're out of the water too, sir. I'm so sorry. The water machine broke. There's like one other person reading a newspaper and not eating, and they're like, that guy came in and he ordered 12 burgers. I don't know what to do. We don't have burgers. I got one stale cherry turnover, but I was going to eat it, but you can have it. You can have a piece. That'll be $11. I'll split it because fuck you. Go back to your two kids, your two dogs, and your two cats, you son of a bitch. (laughs) So they get in the woods, and they have some ravioli that I probably couldn't afford nowadays, but they can because it's the apocalypse. 20-year-old Chef Boyardee, and Ellie says, Mm. that guy was good, Mm -hmm. meaning the chef, Mr. Boyardee. It's a real guy. (laughs) I agree. Joel's like, yep, I agree. This shit is good. Pretty good. I guess you could probably still eat ravioli in 20 years, I guess. Andy used to make fun of my chef Boyardee when I had it here in the apartment. Your beefaroni. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot, man. I, I ate a can. It was trash, but I respect I respect you anyway. I, I bet my real ravioli is like really good. Like you know, actual Italian yeah. restaurant oh, yeah, ravioli. Totally. You need yeah, to go so up to good. like Alfio's, get the. No, right. I mean, if I go to an Italian restaurant, I'm going to order like gnocchi or something. You know, I yeah. would never get ravioli. Well, they're known I'm for the ravioli. Alfio's is. They like Alfio's? This. Yeah, it's like mushroom. Or it's like truffle prime rib ravioli. It's fucking. Oh, my God. Damn. You have to go. Where's this at? Ohio? Oh, yes. Anyway. I love how like we've talked about three different styles of food. And I'm hungry. All hungry. <laughs> all I've had is cake and cookies You've since like five o'clock <laughs> for free. I eat whatever's free nowadays. But anyway, they love the ravioli. Um, and, you know, Joel points out that. 
he's afraid of people not infected because she's like, oh, I can't start a fire because it's going to alert the infected. And she's like, he's like, no, the fungus isn't that smart. It's people. Uh, and that's always his main fear is other people. He doesn't give a shit about infected most of the time. Um, so they lay down and go to sleep and she starts reading with her flashlight, which we can presume is the joke book. And she says, Joe, and he doesn't hear her. I don't know if it's he's ignoring her. It's one of his because his left ear was up. Right. So it should have been yeah. he could hear. Her. We find out later that his right ear is bad. Um, Which is nice because I think I mentioned last episode. Did. I was like, they said he's deaf in one ear, but that hasn't come up yet. Yeah, and it finally did. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and then she <laughs> she says, "Joe," <laughs> way <laughs> too loud. Which really cracked me up. And then tries to hit him with another joke. Can right? I, can I ask you a serious question? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Why good... did the scarecrow win an award? He because was, he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't know if he guesses it or he's heard that joke, but she's so happy that he yeah. guessed it. Like, you fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. Uh, so fucking cool. But then there's a really tender moment where she needs reassurance. I think it's the first time she's actually asked for reassurance from Joel in that way. You know, she's like, hey, are we really, they're not going to find us, right? We're like, we're waiting. Nobody knows where we're at. And he's like terrified. He has no idea if this is true, but he knows in that moment he has to lie. And he's like, yeah, we're safe. So she goes to sleep and then you see a frame of Joel actually not sleeping. He's standing guard while she sleeps later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got chills. Like I just, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's starting to break down his walls. Like he can't hide that he cares for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just such the, a cool moment to see. The score mixed with that shot of yeah. him just standing there is really, it's that haunting guitar. That. Yeah. I love it. Score so good. In Boston. I think stuff. it was maybe Chicago. What? The band. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was Chicago. <laughs> Brad Delt from Boston came in. It was like, it's more than a feeling. There's Raiders nearby. <laughs> There's Raiders nearby. Uh, we cut to uh, the morning and he's making some coffee and she wakes up and looks at him. What the fuck is that? I guess the smell throws her off. I'm not sure. It doesn't look that alarming. It's I like bubbling shit. It do. Yeah. He's like boiling that shit. I don't know what kind of kettle, that electric kettle that making coffee on. Mm, never use one. Uh, me neither. I'm not a camper. That was a weird one. I'm not a camper. But imagine like percolator. Coffee. I think that's what Ooh, that's a called. Percolator. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's classic. That's like how you make it in the Wild West, the Wild West. Hot then. Yeah, like I mean, coffee has a very strong smell. So if you've never smelt it before, which I assume she's never, yeah. then she's never dealt it. I mean, you've never <laughs> dealt it for sure. <laughs> but I can understand like being in the woods. Like, what in the hell are yeah. you doing? Why is this making me want to poop? Did <laughs> you poop in a kettle? <laughs> are you boiling mud? What's happening here? What, you don't like coffee? So the QZ, we find out, had a Starbucks, which is fascinating to me. I don't yeah. think the Starbucks was open. I assume she meant it was a rundown Starbucks yeah. building that wasn't <laughs> yeah, actually Starbucks operational. I thought for sure. <laughs> I don't think the Bostonian QZ was hiring baristas. <laughs> I have a triple caramel macchiato for Joel. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Where are my cake pops? Pumpkin spice latte for Tess. Where are my cake pops? Extra whip. (laughs) We're out. Uh, And then she's reading the map and different cities in Wyoming, asking about Tommy. What's Chien? Cheyenne. What, really? (laughs) That just cracks me up. Um, He tells her a little bit about Tommy and their 
relationship throughout the past that he's Tommy was a joiner. He joined the military and then went to desert storm. And then, um, you know, a hero always wants to be a hero. And so that's why he joined the fireflies and a little bit about how they came to be in Boston and how they met Tess, very tiny nuggets of info. Essentially what, what you get the most out of this conversation is that Joel is incredibly pessimistic that we already knew, you know, his brother is delusional for believing that he can help the world at all at all. And, and Ellie's kind of looking at this, like that's wrong. You know, what's you got to try, right? Why even live if there's nothing to make better? That's there's no point to life. Um, and then, go for family. Mm-hmm. That's what Joel says. You, you continue going on for family, and that's it. And Ellie says, "Well, something like I'm family, right?" And he said, "No, you're cargo." Um, Tess was family. I liked her. She told me yeah. to protect you, right? And she's like, "Well, what if we don't find Tommy there? And what's going to happen?" He's like, "I will. I'm persistent, right?" Which is true about his character. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's on. Un, he's an unstoppable force of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Uh, we cut to a little bit later. They're, they're driving still. This is a great, great smash cut. It was so you good. You better get some sleep. I'm not even tired. Smash cut. She's passed out on the chair. <laughs> it's so funny. Or in the seat. It's a good way to like relieve some tension before things ramp up too. Yeah. Um, and then they find that the freeway is too crowded with old cars. And there's even been like a, a jackknifed semi like straight up against the, tu- the tunnel. Did you get the impression that they put that there? Yes. To purposely deter? Specifically yes. when he looks through that little little peephole and he can see straight through the tunnel and there are zero cars. Yes. <laughs> um, pretty clever there. And then Joel gets out to have a look, see, and as Steve said, he sees this carnage up ahead that he can't get the truck through. Joel decides to go around the tunnel. We'll be back on the highway on the other side in a minute tops. They get lost in the city immediately. Kansas city. Uh, yes. Yeah, baby. Not Pittsburgh. They're going to the Super Bowl. That's what that city's going to look like. <laughs> That's what that city's going to look like if Steve, they win. It is too soon. The burnt bodies were the Bengals fans that camped out too early. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's what they did with the Bengals fans. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Andy. That's okay. I'm sorry. We do see a giant freshly burnt body pile, and then we see a guy come out seemingly for help. He looks injured. He's oh, help me. Uh, <laughs> And Joel, help me, help, help, help me, help me. And then Joel looks over at Ellie and says, put your seatbelt on. He knows what the, That's bait. yeah, it's, it's, it turns into Tom Hardy from, from Mad Max Fury That's Road. It's bait. And uh, immediately a guy throws a cinder block on the truck from above and people start shooting him in the windshield. So Joel swerves to the right, crashes into an old storefront of some kind. Laundromat. Laundromat, yes. That's right. Immediately checks on Ellie. Um, before everything's still popping off, bullets are flying around him. Are you sure you're okay? Nothing wrong. And then has her push out the side of the door. He tells her to crawl through a hole on the other side. Um, you know, they're not going to shoot you. You're going to be fine and starts uh, distracting him with his own bullets. And he kills one guy. Um, and then eventually shoots the other one while Ellie's hiding and looking on. Then Joel gets choked out from behind, attacked by some guy named Brian with a Y, which is worse mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> Ellie pulls out her switchblade, then decides to or, or remembers her gun or changes her mind and decides to go for the gun. Um, shoots Brian and what I'm guessing is his lower spine because mm-hmm. uh, he loses control of his legs. And then he proceeds to beg Ellie uh, and talk about his mom and yeah, his name is Brian. Fix, it's going to be fine. Be it's fine. super fucked up. He's like, I don't know what to do. My legs don't work. Shit. It's, yeah, he's it's legitimately up. panicking. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Joel says, trade with you guys here. Take my knife. Yes. Yeah, I got a dope cool. knife. I can take that anyway after I kill you. That's true, but that's me. Can you kill me with my own knife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Joel, I guess he tells Ellie to go back to her, to her hidey hole. And then I guess he stabs him in the head. Yeah. The sound effect said thwomp. It did say thwomp, <laughs> but he could have hit him. Well, we see him with a stab wound in his chest 
later, don't we? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. even look at that body. Yeah. I was looking at Melanie Linsky. Um, yeah. So this was the scene that you thought needed more oomph, um, I take it? Yeah, I thought it should have been like 45 seconds longer and like three extra dead guys just to show. Because Joel has, I mean, Joel's a survivor. He's not a superhero, but I would like to see a little more hot Joel action, you know? <laughs> and I would, I, most importantly, I, I would have rather had some more brutal violence in this this sequence. But most importantly, I wanted Ellie to kill that guy. Uh, because in the game, she does not in that scene, but when she finally fires that gun, it is to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't do that twice where it's like, Oh, are you okay? Uh, it gets easier. Actually. No, it doesn't. You can't do that twice. And now they've done it, but the guy wasn't actually dead. And I'm like, I think that that made it so much worse. I yeah, actually I think that this awful. was way more effective because he was begging and stuff. She, she shot him, paralyzed him and he was begging, screaming, crying for his mom. That's way worse. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really just, it, you could see just how awful, like that's, it's worse than she ever could have thought. Cause yeah. we know like as people who play the game, we know what happens with her first kill. So this is a different scenario, I think. Yeah. And like the fact that she's not quite ready to take a life in that way. And then he's begging and pleading for you. You can see like, like she's not really ready for that. And then just the ice in Joel's veins is Mm -hmm. that's Joel, right? Where he's like, uh, get get out of here. And like, I'll take care of this. Like, I love that part. I think I, fuck you, Brian. I kind of agree with you. Like in the actual gunfight, I would have liked a little bit more. There was a little bit of a, a low budget stage play to the gunfight part of it. Um, there's like, it looked like the three guys, there's only like three shots and they're not really that interesting of camera angles either. Yes. They're not Uh, with a lot of quick, that's how the the same shot. That's how the game looks when you can control the camera and you do it wrong. You know what I mean? Like you see like the guy fall over and then you're like looking in your backpack. (laughs) And there's this really weird like in your arm really. when, when they when they have their backs to the van and he's telling her like go to that wall, uh, it's a two shot of the two of them yeah. and then it would cut to another two shot but slightly more to the right <laughs> and yeah. it would cut to another the it, it was just a weird why are we cutting between these two cameras so often they're not mm. achieving a lot. Yes, um, I did like how when he shoots the one dude the the guy outside's like. Well, he runs over and checks on his buddy because that is a thing in the games. Like the yeah. NPCs actually care about oh, the other all NPCs. of the back dialogue. You was, fucker. Yeah, like all that stuff on. seemed like it was from the game. Oh, you're going to pay now. <laughs> yeah. You done did it. <laughs> Must have been the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joel sneaks away. Is and they a just, Metal Gear Solid game now? <laughs> they forget about it. And like in the Must game, the wind. Ellie is in mortal peril at like immediately. Like you're, you fight the guy with the glass shard and then you turn around and Ellie's got a guy on her choking her. And so Joel has to kick into high gear. He has to, to fight another dude to yes. get to her to save her from that guy. And so he kicks into high gear and like brutally fucks that dude up, depending on what you have in your inventory at that time. And <laughs> then get, <laughs> and give it a limited time to get to Ellie because she's choking. Uh, anyway, I just but, I wanted a, another 20 percent. But the devil's advocate, because I, I. But you guys totally sold me on the begging guy and having a different kind of impact. I mean, that's, you're totally right, I think. Uh, but what I was saying before is I think what they're doing with this little story arc in Kansas city is they're merging like the Pittsburgh storyline in the game with the Sam and Henry storyline a little bit more. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to feed the, the, what do you call it? Did they have a name? The group of people in Kansas city did have they revealed their name yet? They have not. Mm-hmm. Whatever that group of people's name is, they're after Sam and Henry for some reason. And I think the way we are introduced to the situation is in a low stakes fight with three people. So that is believable to them that Sam and Henry were behind that attack and not Joel and Ellie. Fair. Because Joel can 
probably easily fuck up 10 dudes, right? I don't think Sam and Henry could. So if they come across 20 bodies, they're like, well, this isn't Sam and Henry. Sure. Um, well, like Kathleen gives me the vibe of somebody who's just obsessed with Henry at this point. Right. Um, and I think she would have blamed a meteor on Henry. Um, but but I, would I, Perry have been upset? That's, that's the guy with the beard. Is his name Perry? Yeah. Mason. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I think you're I think you're 100 percent right. And yeah, so in the game, all, a lot of this, what we saw today takes place in, in Pittsburgh, which geographically geographically makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, like it took them 20 hours to drive from Boston to Pittsburgh. And then, you know what I mean? And then they would go across the rest of the country unscathed. Uh, so I can see Craig Mays and change and stuff like, like that and kind of batting an eye at that. But mm. you guys sold me on that. And again, I love this episode. It's just something that I was thinking about. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, times are tough. We just got through COVID, right? Everybody's been stuck in their homes for years. We're readdressing life itself. We don't know what's going on. We know that we need to get to the gym. I know I do. I know I need to eat healthy. I got to take vitamins. I got to take minerals. I got to go get a physical every six months or so. Sometimes I do it every two or three years just to see what'll happen. But I know that I need to do it. But it's easy to sweep mental health under the rug. It's the only illness that tells you that you don't have it. And it's really difficult to start looking into. You know, you got to drive. Where, where do you find a therapist? Is there a therapist store? I don't know of one, but there is an app called BetterHelp that'll help link you with a therapist to suit all of your needs. You can shop through hundreds, nay, thousands of different therapists and find one that helps you get through the day, that helps you address the problems that you're having. And if at any time you feel like they're not, you can easily switch therapists or stop at any time. Mental health has never been easier to access than it is with BetterHelp. Our own host, Steve, has been using it ever since we started being sponsored by BetterHelp, and he says that it has helped him immensely. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. So all of that happens and uh, Brian's dead now. So they go into the other room and they, they talk a little bit, but not much. Then we see Humvees and trucks drive through. They're looking for Brian um, and I started questioning things because it cuts to Melanie Linsky's character. And I think a guy is the guy's name Edelstein. Um, oh, the, the one she's into doctor. Yeah, doctor. Edelstein, yeah. Edelstein. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Melanie Linsky as Kathleen. Um, and I recognize the actor playing uh, Dr. Edelstein as well, but I couldn't place him, but he, I, I could see like a 10 year younger version of him in like 30 movies. Yeah, hmm. you're right. Um, I guess it's inside the Raiders camp was my note, but now I know it's like this whole society. Cause in the game, this scene is like, it's just a, a random band of what we call hunters. Like mm -hmm. it's just shitty people that are often cannibals, but they're just trying to kill and rob you. Right. Yeah, Whereas yeah. this is like the, a society very similar to the WLF that you yeah. see in the second game, which is interesting to me that maybe they're building like that better. up early yeah, or they're establishing that like there are people other than the QZ and Fedra. There's just people, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think in this part of the game, you have to fight like a, an army tank with a Gatlin gun on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're establishing like what kind of, it would have to be a society to have resources like this, not mm -hmm. this little band of marauders. Right. So mm -hmm. I do like that aspect of it. And we do see people like overthrowing the QZs and stuff earlier. This that way. was a really creepy shot when they stop in front of the QZ and it's like opened up and abandoned. Yeah. yeah. That oh, was kind shit. of like, Ooh, this is bad. And that's when Joel was like, Oh fuck, you know, cause he's probably seen stuff like that go down before. Um, yeah. So they see the Humvees and stuff. And, uh, and then we cut to, uh, 
the doctor and, and Kathleen, she's interrogating him. She's looking for Henry. And I didn't even put together that it was the Henry from the game. Like Andy said mm-hmm. like, at all. I was just like, huh, some guy named Henry. Some guy named Henry. Oh really? You guys you didn't pick up on that? No, not until later when I saw the superhero drawings and then uh, Andy said it, I was like, Oh, that is the same guy. Quick, quick <laughs> question. Slight backtrack. Did, uh, Frank say that he was coming from Kansas city and was trying to get to Boston because he said the QZ has gone. Uh, in the last episode, uh, I know I he was headed to Boston. I think I, I'll go to Boston. I don't think he was f- coming from okay. Kansas City. Wherever I he was he coming was, from, the QZ had just been destroyed there or overthrown or whatever. I was just wondering if maybe let that me was see if like I can. F- I think I wrote that down. Backdrop. I can look it up. Um, while he digs for that, um, her brother was beaten to death by Fedra, and you start to get this immediate. Vague, but very clear at the same time. Backstory that she fucking hates Fedra. And Frank she, was coming from the Baltimore QZ. Baltimore, okay, gotcha. Um, and she she can't stand the 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 over you know the fascist regime of Fedra. So she's started a, a rebellion, uh, and she sees Doctor Edelstein as complicit in that. Like, well, she thinks that like her brother's death was Henry's fault, and he knows where Henry is. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know what Henry did, right? Well, I think she like he told on some people, or was that was all she was blaming Edelstein for? I thought she was claiming that Edelstein you snitched on your neighbors, yeah. yeah. And he's begging her, like, I delivered you since you I've known you since you were a baby. Like I'm yeah. family practically. Uh, and she looks emotionally moved by that, but but sticking to her resolve. So Kathleen gets called out to go see uh Brian and company that have been killed by Joel and Ellie, and that's when she blames Sam and Henry for that. Um and there's a whole, we see that there's dozens and dozens of members to this new group that have overthrown the, the QZ and she seems to be the leader. Uh, and then she immediately, she says, Is, would a doctor help Brian? And they're like, definitely not. And, <laughs> and at that point she decides to go back and kill the doctor. It's their own, their society's only doctor. Um, Messed up. Boom, boom. Yeah. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays out for it. <laughs> I'm um, sick. Oh no. <laughs> Dr. Edelstein is played by an actor named John Getz. Okay. Uh, and I'm looking at his known forms IMDb. He is known for the social network. He's Psy in the social network. Uh, Ray in Blood Simple. The f- he's in The Fly. He's Stathis Bourne. So just fly. as I thought, just like a, a nameless face to me. Yeah. He looks like he's in a ton of a ton TV of huge shows. movies. Uh, just as like maybe a couple episodes here and there on a, a bunch of big shows. So yeah, he's just yeah. one of those guys. He's got one of them faces. He's a face guy. Um. <laughs> I'm a face guy. And so she does, she blames Henry and um, Keep that thing on me. <laughs> it goes back to Joel and Ellie. Um, and, Re- oh, real quick. Uh, uh-huh. When they go out and uh, w- uh, what's her name? Kathleen is talking to Perry, the, the, the guy with the beard. Uh, that Bad motherfucker, dude. That dude is super cool looking. Also, that actor is the voice of Tommy in the game. And so that's the guy that plays. Tommy did you recognize that? Or did you know that? As soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, that's Tommy. <laughs> Cause he has like, they're over here. He has like that, yeah. like kind of wispy, Raspy, yeah. uh, Southern drawl in his voice. And as soon as he opened his mouth, like it's Tommy. That's awesome. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. Um, yeah. So the looking dude too. Oh my gosh. Man, yeah. With, the, with beard. the beard of no. pure regality. Beard yeah. of the God. <laughs> He's a goddamn lion. I bet Jimmy name. was so jealous when he saw that beard. Is he like, does he have beard envy? Yeah, for sure. Constant. <laughs> um, so he says, uh, cuts back to Julian Ellie and she's like, who are they? And he's like, people like, these are the people I was telling you about. Like there's me and there's you and everyone else sucks. Did you look at their trucks? Their trucks say, we, the people, <laughs> they are people, <laughs> which is what the same thing my dad taught me. There's me, there's you and everyone else sucks. 
And I was like, what about mom? And he was like, there's me. She's I. There's you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fair. Um, and so they're out looking for Joel and Ellie. Um, and I, I put a note. It's like they're the WLF. And then Ellie checks on Joel. She is the instigator of this conversation. Hey, are you OK? Because he's looking a little rough for the, uh, you know, for the wear. And uh, he tries to talk to her about hurting people and how it was his fault, not hers. And, you know, but he stumbles around all of his words. He's very bad at it. He hasn't exercised his comforting someone else muscle in 20 years. You can tell it's all over it. And he's like, sorry, it's, I'm not very good at this. And she's like, you're terrible at it. Like, I don't, I'm not comforted at all. Not even a little bit. If anything, I feel worse. I kind of want to, I, I, I wish I had killed him. That's how I feel right now. You're, you're making it worse. Um, but then she says she lays his fears a little bit because she says it wasn't my first time. Um, but she does cry a little bit. Um, but when she says that he looks up and he decides to give her the gun back and he wants to give her a quick little gun safety course, but she mm -hmm. passes all the tests. She already knows to, to hold the gun without her finger on the trigger. He shows her how to hold it with two hands so that nobody can take it from her. She giggles about that, mm -hmm. which I thought was a really nice touch that yeah. she giggle at that, you know, yeah, he's like you're a kid and you're like, <laughs> you can't get it. Get up. <laughs> guns. Um, and then she puts it in her pocket against his orders when he's not looking. Yep. Uh, you'll shoot your eye out. It's like a Christmas story moment there. Um, that's you'll it. You'll shoot, shoot your, your ass off. Out. And then he says, hey, we're going to get through this. And Ellie says very calmly, I know. Hmm. And I love that moment as well. I think it was a great thing for her character because she's ultimately, like I said, a little off in the best way. She's actually not that concerned. Part of her is like, I know. And their plan for now is just to get to the tall building and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, just like the game. You know, <laughs> um, we cut back to Kathleen. This is when she climbs up into the attic and where we presume Sam and Henry had been staying. She finds a bunch of cans of food or empty cans that held food and uh, superhero drawings as if a little kid drew them. Um, and so they're looking for Sam and Henry. That was Joel. Joel drew those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just me. I'm a superhero. And it's just you. I really like this capes. Smaller superhero. Je Ellie, I made you one too. Ellie, yours is blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, they find broken ground in another building and get scared. I, I think this is evidence of in, what in the game we call a bloater. Just like it would jump down and like, do. I don't know what the fuck that is. I th well, at the very least, I think because uh, Joel and Tess mentioned it in episode two that the fungal growth, there's like tunnels of it kind of going all over underground. Like that's where the fungus really thrives. So it might mean there's a, a horde there's coming. There's like a horde or yeah, like the infestation that's happening below ground is starting to destroy the, the, the ground. Above so they it. need to get out of that whole quadrant. Yeah. They probably know. all need to leave before that, <laughs> that breathing ground bursts and all the infected come running out. Yeah. Big old sinkhole. Yeah. And Kathleen doesn't want to tell anybody. And Perry's like really not for that, but she's like, we got to focus on Sam and Henry and then we'll, we don't want to distract anyone with extra fears and worries. So she's very foolishly, very selfishly um, going headlong into her pursuit of Henry in this instance, endangering the community, dare I say. Uh, cuts back to Joel giving Ellie a boost into the vent and it says, hey, look around first, but she doesn't heed his warning. She drops straight in, opens the door and says, what would you do without me? <laughs> he says, I'd be in Wyoming right now. She <laughs> said, I walked right into that one. Right into it. Which I, I just love that kind of interplay. Um, and they, they need to climb 45 flights of stairs. To make it to the top. Which I, I go on that little Stairmaster thing at the gym sometimes that counts the flights. Uh, I definitely never made it to 45. That's like, a lot. Is it a lot? It is a shitload. Feels I, like I, I track my flights of stairs at work and uh, like I've done like 33 up to 40, but that's over the course of like Not an eight hour day, you know? Yeah. So fuck. Buns of steel. That's what I would have. Uh, so then they, she asks him while going up the stairs, uh, how'd you know that the guy 
wasn't injured. You know, you seemed to know it was a trap when we got there. And he said, I've been on both sides, uh, you know, back with Tess and with Tommy and the gang. That's kind of the thing he would used to do, whatever we had to do to survive. And she asks him point blank, did you kill innocent people? He hesitates for a, a long time that very obviously says yes. And then says, come on, uh, goes up the stairs. I think they make it 36 flights. 33, 33, 33 before Joel has to rest. Cause remember um, Tess and Joel have bad knees. Yeah. And she's like, get your lazy ass up. And he's like, lazy, I'm 56, which is a fair point. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> uh, so they get into a little room to, to lay out for the night or at least take a pee nap or rest. Uh, and he finds some really fresh looking couch cushions that looked pretty comfy actually. Yeah, it did look comfy. And then he just starts dropping a bunch of broken glass in front of the door. And, and Ellie's like, Joel, 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 because he's a little deaf. What? What the fuck are you doing? She legitimately doesn't know. He just looks crazy to her. Like, I love broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I get crunch, crunch, crunch. I get it, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. How are you going to hear it? <laughs> uh, and he's like, later, she's like, no, what I meant was you're obviously deaf in your right ear. Um, and while they're trying to sleep, he breaks the silence this time, and so, which I love the mm-hmm. the reverse there. Like he's starting to warm up to her and wants to talk um, and says, what do you mean it wasn't your first time? She says she doesn't want to talk about it, which is usually what he does. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm just trying to say it's not fair at your age. And she says it gets easier when you get older. And he's like, no, no, killing people's never cool. Um, and then she breaks the silence again after talking about his ear for a little bit. And I thought it was interesting. I think it's important for his character that she said, Oh, you're deaf because you got shot, which is what we talked about last time. And he said, I think it's more from me shooting, um, which goes to show you, you know, more about the kind of stuff that he's done throughout his mm-hmm. life. And then she tells him, uh, did you know diarrhea was hereditary? Cause it runs in your genes. Uh, and they start, you know, he They're smiles giggling. at first and then they start full on laughing all night, which yeah. it's just it's such a cool moment to see him, Fully break down for the, the first time. Finally, tear down. Yeah, yeah, it's um, lovely. And then the next scene, it's Joel who did not get awoken by any glass crunches. But I feel like Sam and Henry came from a way he was not expecting. Um, and he wakes the up. Fence. To, Joel. Uh, <laughs> and Henry and Sam have guns to each of their heads, and that's it. And and Sam says, "Shh." And Sam's dressed up like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. He had a little mask on and yeah. stuff. I'm super. That's how he. Super Sam. Yeah, super yeah. Sam. Super Sam. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, which brings us to our top three favorite fireflies, baby. baby. People love when we say baby at the end of everything. They do. Steve. <laughs> uh, my, number, number three? my number three firefly is going to be a shameless plug my number three is merely armies <laughs> five for five no. uh is the the mere uh mention and you know visual sight of melanie linsky popping up in this episode who plays kathleen and if you guys don't know she's also one of the main stars of a little show called yellow jacket shauna shipman on showtime which we are covering on wednesdays we are covering the first season of yellow jackets mm. uh, until the second season comes out next month yeah march uh, 26 or so but no it was fun to see her i honestly didn't know she was in this show because so we recorded the yellow jackets episode before this one yeah a couple hours before. so like a couple hours ago chris and i uh, did that and so when she popped up on my screen, I did the like, oh, her. And I looked at Chris. like the Leo DiCaprio her. thing? Yeah. <laughs> the lady. The lady that was on my TV screen is on my TV screen again. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, buddy, settle down. <laughs> uh, but that's my number three. So uh, check out that episode when it drops on Wednesday. Andy, you're number three. 
Uh, let's see. My number three is uh, Joel and Ellie laughing over the diarrhea joke uh, at the end of the episode. <laughs> just uh, the walls coming down, Joel uh, cracking up. And, and like it, it felt so natural and good, uh, just like mm. the performance. It, it felt like real people laughing. It didn't feel like a forced ha 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 moment. Like it seemed genuine. And like, I guess that's just a testament to the acting. Yeah. But uh and the it, chemistry between characters. And especially the chemistry uh, between characters and the actors on screen. All good stuff. Um, my number three is the the porno mag. Or really that whole <laughs> little sequence in the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge iconic moment from the games that, that even. The porno mag? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like that scene of them in the truck specifically. Yeah. It's, the, it's one of the funniest Ellie moments in the first game. Mm-hmm. And, um, like the clip of, of Ashley Johnson and, um, the guy who voices Troy Joel, Baker. Troy, Troy Baker, Baker doing it in like a live performance that they did. Like even that went viral. Just those two actors reenacting that on stage has gone viral. So it's a big thing. And I was wondering if they were going to do it because it's such a big moment and it was really cool to see it done just as well. Um, you know, with Bella Ramsey, uh, really delivering those, those lines that I've heard many, many times, uh, but making me chuckle just again with her performance of it and, um, Pedro Pascal playing it off just the way that he's supposed to. And I think it's important for her character in a couple of ways too, um, later on, but yeah, it's just a good moment of like them building their bond and mm-hmm. to see it done so well was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, my number two is your number three, Joel and Ellie in the truck. Uh, everything you just said and more like, it's just so fun to see them, the wall, the barrier is starting to break down for Joel. Uh, Ellie gets to be herself, this like spunky kid. Um, and she's purposely making him feel uncomfortable. And there's a lot going on in the scene. Cause you get the, the Hank Williams senior song, which is just like an iconic song for the franchise. And, uh, we'll get more into that in the pills, baby. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a really fun scene and everything you just said, Chris, uh, Andy, you're number two. Uh, my number two is the uh, killing of Brian. Um, the the whole sequence where Brian. he shoots the dude. And <laughs> he's, he's screaming, pleading. Uh, he's freaking out. I don't know what to do. I can't move my legs. Where's my mom? Crying for mom. like we can trade and all this shit. Uh, like the impact that uh, is obvious all over Ellie's face as that's going down. The resignation on Joel's face that like it's fucked up that she's having to watch this and he knows the the second that dude gets shot he's like i'm gonna have to kill that guy and it, like it uh the way that all of that played out was brilliant i agree about like it was there was some cinematic action that we didn't get that was in the game um but uh worth it i think for uh the character moment that we got as a result agreed agreed sold um <clears throat> my number two is when um Joel comforts Ellie right after that scene, basically, Andy. Joel tries to comfort Ellie in that little room and ends up giving her uh, her gun back. Um, Really cool mix of a few moments from the game, but also just, you know, as a standalone for the show, um, it's a it's kind of a not a role reversal, but he, he starts to give not only acknowledge that he cares about Ellie because all that stuff's been happening throughout the entire episode, but it's a moment where he starts to respect her as somebody who can kind of handle herself or there might be, Hey, there's a lot more depth to this kid than I thought, you know, um, she knows a lot more about what life's about than I thought. Um, and so that puts them on a little more equal footing to where he can like start to open up a little bit. So I just, I, I really, and just the look on her face when she looks like such a kid when she gets the gun, you know, like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I could just, you know, I thought that was cool. Steve, your number one moment. My number one moment is when Joel and Ellie are, uh, it's, it's the last time that they're in the sleeping bags in the tall building telling jokes with each other and, and just kind of, 
enjoying being in each other's company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very great scene because, A, it's fun. You can see the walls breaking down with Joel and Ellie even more. But you see him actually turn towards her. He's had his back towards her for most of the time when they lay down. He's physically turning towards her, yeah. taking an interest in her life. Even if she's not ready to talk about uh, who who her first kill was yet, um, so you, and you so you get some really great acting between the two of them. This scene, there's like some serious conversations with who was your first kill, uh, why can't you hear out of your ear, and then there's a diarrhea joke, which is my favorite little bit of acting in the whole episode, where you see Pedro Pascal like he perfectly plays the person who's like kind of disappointed in himself. That he's yeah. finding this funny <laughs> and then just allowing, like, okay, this is really funny. Like, that, I feel like that's a, that's a hard thing to genuinely convey, and it's perfectly conveyed. And I love his laugh, too, because it wasn't like a, you know, he was like, <laughs> like, cracking up, like, yeah. there. And I thought, I thought that that was really sweet. It's, school, it's a schoolyard giggle, like, haha, poop joke, right? Like, we all have that silly little laugh for poop jokes. It's every, it's how everyone feels listening to this show. Yeah. Like I'm, I think I'm losing it. I'm actually laughing to this. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Uh, Andy, your favorite moment of episode four. Uh, it's the Joel. Can I ask you a serious question? <laughs> <laughs> Why the scarecrow won an award? Um, just, you know, the joke book is legendary. And, uh, I, I, I use two of the joke book jokes as my the top three, but, uh, both of them were outstanding. And, uh, just like the, the break of tension there uh, and the, I, I don't know, just the nostalgia that I had for the game in that moment uh, was really affecting. And uh, it was a wonderful, endearing moment for Ellie. And just, uh, I lit up when that scene happened. That's basically my number one as well. Um, when he guesses the joke and says, you know, he's outstanding in his field, uh, has that little smirk. Cause that's the first crack of when he's starting to even begin to open up to her. Right. And it's the beginning of everything else that we get in this episode, but also the very next scene where he comforts her for the first time. And then he's standing guard. Um, I, that was, I, again, I cry at the drop of a hat and I was very fucking close in that moment with that score oh, and him standing there. Did I wasn't cry? quite there. Did it wasn't long this enough. Episode? I did not. Mm. No cries to count. Mm, no, no. What, what do we decide to name the impromptu segment? I oh, forget. Tears, baby. Tears, baby. That's yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that brings our fireflies segment to a close, which brings us to bullets and pills, baby. Um, Steve, start us off. I, well, I think this is the most obvious and biggest one, but it's her joke book, right? Like that's such a mm. big, important thing in the game that carries out through the entirety of it. Like literally, like the last level of The Last of Us, she's whipping that thing out and telling jokes. And, yeah. it's, and it never is funny or it's never not funny. Yeah. It's always a hoot. And it never is funny. <laughs> it never works. No, it's, it's <laughs> much like this podcast. It never works. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, her joke book, most obvious one. Yeah. Um, in Kansas city, there's, this isn't, I don't know if this counts for pills, maybe, but there's a uh, movie theater that, that you see briefly in the marquee. The the, is it the globe? I think it's the, the marquee has matchstick men and underworld on it, both of which <laughs> released in September of 2003, which I thought was a really good touch. Oh man, touch. There, are, there are people who never saw underworld. Oh, yeah. there were 2003 movies on there. Mm-hmm. Even though this point is 2013, t- 20 years or 20 years later, it's 2023 now. Well, so, the outbreak yeah. was in 20, 2003. The outbreak was in at the end of September, 2003. So at, they ain't uh, making more movies after underworld. Yeah. That was the last movie of all time. <laughs> 
Oh, and in the game, it started in 2013 and yeah. went to 2033. And yeah, now, right. It's, that's right. That's right. right. That's, I had it backwards. Um, okay. Awesome. I awesome. I think of it. People saw the movie Underworld. They're like, hang it up, guys. <laughs> well, that's like how my <laughs> last. has been perfected. Wrap this up. My last movie was. Kate Beckinsale is perfection. <laughs> something after Uncut Gems was the last thing. Something bad was the last movie I saw for like a year, year and a half. So I get, I get that feeling. Birds of Prey was awesome. Oh, oh yeah, that was my. Shut your mouth. That was I was meaning that was my last movie I saw before the pandemic. Oh, was shut it? Down. Yeah, it was Birds of Prey. That's a good way to go out. That egg sandwich. It, honestly, it was. Yeah, oh, the egg sandwich scene was great. Um, uh, the the title of this episode is an Easter egg. Um, Endure and survive. I keep saying that until it has no meaning. Is a quote from the Savage Starlight comic books. Yeah, good pull. That's from Jimmy. He texted me that as wow. soon as as soon as we started watching it. <laughs> good pull, Jimmy. Not <laughs> yeah, bad. not gonna lie. Um, and uh, back to Steve. Uh, pretty much the whole truck scene yeah. plays out. Beat for beat, word for word. And she finds the, the porno mag and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, she yeah. finds a tape. They play the Hank yeah. Williams Sr. song. Before My Time. The yeah. Before My Time. It's a banger, though. All of those lines are like line for line from that scene in the game. Like mm-hmm. they didn't change anything. And just real quick, a lot of people from after last week's episode were like, oh, they made Bill gay. He wasn't gay in the games. <laughs> he was gay in the yes, games. Yes. It's very subtle. And the porno mag is like the cherry on top of the proof that like that's Bill's. Yes. Uh, so to all of those bigots. It wasn't even that subtle up. to me when I when I played it. I was like super gay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, super, it's not super subtle. But if you're like, he, if you're really making any a, excuse, he's a prepper. He's probably got a don't tread on me flag on his truck. Yeah. He don't step oh, on man. snakes. He don't step on no snacks. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to, I just want to throw some shade towards bigots. Yeah, no big deal. Always a good time to do that. Andy. Uh, this is a little one, but uh, Joel has coffee in this. In the game, he did not. In the game, uh, he uh, bemoans that coffee used to be a thing and he misses it. And so it was kind of nice to get to see Joel sipping on some coffee. And he was like making a meal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> he had a whole thermos. <laughs> so it, was, uh, it felt good. That shit stays Shit stays hot forever. I got, I started stuttering because in one of my Easter eggs notes, I have the quote, I'm not tired. And I have no idea why I wrote that as it was, an Easter egg. It was the smash cut where she's like, I'm not tired. And then oh, it smash cuts and then, to her sleeping. That's yeah, also from, directly from yeah. the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, let me use the rifle. Um, I don't remember him getting that bolt action rifle in the show, but that's one of your main guns in the game. So I just feel like that was, that's why that's there. Okay. Uh, th- th- when they get come across the um, the tunnel that has all the, the cars piled up on it, this is this plays out very similar to the game. They, they add some stuff in the middle where they come across the the car tunnel being blocked, and then Joel says, "Screw it," and they go around, uh, and then they find the guy who's like, "Help!" That's that's directly from the game as well. Uh, however, in the game, it's in Pittsburgh, like we said, and not yeah. in the city. Andy. Um, I, I, I called it out when it happened with Tess in the first episode, but, um, or the second episode, but, uh, Joel, uh, giving Ellie the leg up to get into the building. Yep. Yeah. It's the first time we got it between the two of them in the games. You do that a ton. Uh, yes. so it, it was fun to see the first one for them. And this is kind of a weak one too, but in the very beginning when she's like doing the, um, taxi driver thing in the bathroom. There was like a lot of dust and and stuff flying through the light. I felt like it was supposed to be like imagery evocative of the spores again. Mm-hmm. Um, might be a, a stretch there, but I'm going with it. 
And I think that's, I'm out. I like it. I like it. Uh, I mean, the stuff we've already talked about, the Love Gas Station, Arby's, Chef Boyardee. There was a Doritos thing I saw. Yeah, the vending machine. Stuff like that. I wonder if that's what the logo looked like in 2003. The Doritos logo? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I maybe it almost felt like it was older. Like that was an even older. It Doritos looked like logo. an old, old school one. That was, but, you it know, could be. But we are old. Well, yeah. You know? But you know how, like, even in two thousand three, they still had like all those Coke machines from like ninety five still That's in true. circulation. You know. Yeah. So I just want to see Cherry Coke at some point in this. You guys remember the Cherry Coke from like the late nineties, early two thousand? It's like the purple yes. and black, like yeah, madness. Yeah, dude, it was so <laughs> made badass. it look so delicious. Yeah. Speaking of marketing, that's never leaving your brain and being broken completely inside and out by capitalism. When you said we are old, for some reason, I went in my head, we are farmers. Capitalism wins again, <laughs> baby. Um, that brings us to our wait, right? Are we done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have it, right? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I always do that. And you're like, oh, except for my other fucking Easter eggs. Because <laughs> you always, I always interrupt you. Uh, this is our outbreak performance. Steve, what is that? Oh, outbreak performance is similar to what you may have already heard of breakout performances, but with a little mm. pandemic zest on it. Pandemic flair. <laughs> so this is our favorite performance of the episode. Steve, I think we're all, it's going to be a three-way tie again, right? Really? Maybe not. Maybe. Look on your face. Maybe. Steve, who'd you I'm pick? I'm not confident that you guys are picking mine. Okay, then probably not. I'm picking Pedro Pascal. Oh, I did. Okay, okay. same. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you don't have any confidence in Pedro. Honestly, I was like, I could, I could very easily give it to Bella Ramsey just for the the Brian scene alone. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 but like, same. But but Pedro's in that scene too, and he's doing just as good of a job. But then like, just the I mentioned earlier, like the whole breaking down of him giggling at the diarrhea yeah, joke the is end, like. Yeah. So well done, and like God, he's such a lovable dude. And this week, he's been on a lot of um, uh, like late night shows, hyping up. The, oh yeah, hyping up and the show. he hosted SNL, and it was one of the best oh, SNL episodes I've ever seen. And they had the the Mario Kart yes. dystopian. It's Have like, you seen any of that, Andy? Well, yeah, you, uh, one of you guys sent it. I, oh, I, was, I only got to watch like half of it, but it was super funny. What's your name? <laughs> it's a me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but he's such a lovely dude. Uh, did you see the story of like when he was like on the phone with? Craig Mazin, and he's like, man, I would really love the the role. And he's like, well, let me get Neil Druckmann on in an hour or so. So then he's on the call with Neil Druckmann. He's like, ah, oh, man, I really hope I get the show. And he had to get up earlier the next day, so he took an Ambien to go to sleep. But before he could fall asleep, they called him back. We're like, hey, we love you. You got the part. And he's like, oh, that's cool. But he was on Ambien. So he woke up <laughs> the next morning like, man, I really hope I get that role. <laughs> 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 like he didn't remember them giving it to him. Plus he started he, texting. And he wasn't like rather fuck, I fucked it up. He wasn't Roseanne joke. He was he wasn't like adequately excited about it, maybe either, too. Like yeah. when they were like, You got the yeah. role, he's probably like, Cool. Sweet. So man. Wasn't Ambien that Roseanne was on when she was went on her I think she said, yeah. on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, yeah, she I said it deep up. cut, man. Good deep joke. cut. <laughs> I lost it. Yeah. Nobody would have got it anyway. No, what's fine. your what's your outbreak before? Well, you had Pedro, right? Yeah, we all had Pedro. Any uh, other just, no the laugh and like just seeing the like the progression of him breaking down and uh opening up to uh Ellie throughout the episode was really affecting and um uh, especially like his performance when he uh, almost died and then uh, like the um, resignation that he had when he was like, I'm going to have to kill Brian. And uh, I, I don't know, it was a, uh, some of the best acting in this show so far has been nonverbal stuff. And uh, his was 
out of this world. Super good. It's crazy how many huge franchises Pedro is in now. Yeah. Mandalorian. Like, you know, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, um, Game of Thrones this. Last of Us, and then a bunch of big movies, but like core gigantic nerd kingdoms that he yeah. is at the heart of. And mm -hmm. it's all at once. And couldn't seemingly couldn't happen to a better guy. I mean, he seems like such He's a genuine, a fun, dude. sweet person. Yeah. Um, I love that uh, polygraph test he was on. They're like, are you a heartthrob? And he's like, no. And they're like, he's <laughs> lying. And he's like, I do check out my own fan account. Oh, when he talks about, do you Google yourself? Yeah, yeah. he's like, yes. <laughs> he's so it embarrassed. makes me weak. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me weak. It's so good. Um, but that brings our episode almost to a close. We're done talking about The Last of Us episode four. Please look forward and check out our Yellow Jackets uh, coverage on Wednesday. We have a possible surprise dropping on Friday for everybody. Uh, It'll be really fun if it works out. Yeah, but before then, I think Andy has something. He wants yeah. to get off his chest. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I am taking a step back from the show. Um, don't worry, I'm not gone forever. I just uh, have been trying to uh, deal with more of like a work-life balance and uh, make some more time for myself and the changes that have been happening in my life. And uh, the uh, show, I feel like I've started to uh, not honestly have the time for it in my life that I did previously. And so uh, in order to uh, help the show that I love and the community that I love continue to grow and continue to achieve the things that we set out for when the show was first started with you mm -hmm. guys. And, uh, I feel like I need to take a step back so you guys can pursue those things. And I'm not like a, a detriment to it, uh, because we can't do it because of my schedule or whatever. So I'll still be around. I'll still come and be on some shows occasionally. I just won't be one of the, uh, the regulars, uh, at, at least for now. Um, so, yeah, um, th this will be the last one for me for a little bit. Um, well, I, that's not true. I'm going to be on be Friday. one on Friday. So <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see me here uh, again in a few days. But uh, uh, after that, it'll uh, it'll be uh, here and there, at least for a while. Um, and I love you both. And I'm really happy that we've gotten to do as much of this together as we have. And I'm excited to do more with you. Of course, I'll still be there with when like uh, Stranger Things is around. Of course, there's no way I'm going to miss that. Uh, but I, I will uh, be taking a little bit more me time. So, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know about that. And, you know, we all of us here are like super about like mental health and doing what you need to do. And so, like, if this is Andy, you need to do that to take care of yourself fully in support of it. If you ever need anything, we're always here for you. For sure. And, right. and that seat is always going to be there open it's for my you. Chair. Your butt has made an indention there. My chair. It's a legacy. And if like, <laughs> you, if this doesn't work out and you don't find your mental health getting better, then I, I can't stress enough that I encourage you to go to betterhelp.com <laughs> slash streaming. <laughs> That's a good one. But seriously, I, I love you. I mean, obviously I love you. I've known, we've been best friends since... 23 years now, you right. know, or so, or at least on my end. I don't know how long you've liked me of those, but <laughs> <That's> five. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing this show for six years. Yes. Minus two, you know, nine to nine to 12 month hiatuses because mm -hmm. of other shit like this, where our lives kind of fell apart. And we did this show to about 60 to 120 listeners for four and a half of those six years. Right. You know? Yeah. Yes, like, now like, that the show, I feel more comfortable about it now that the show's doing well, and I know that it will continue to do well, uh, even without me here. Yeah, right. 
I, mean, I hope so. We have I people. Hope so. I hope so. The people love you. But at and, the same and the time, will still be there. I like Steve said, we just support you enough that even if the show, you know, if everybody's like, if Andy's not here, I'm fucking out. No. And I'm wiping my ass with his any hoozle shirt. No, well, those people are going to, we got their money if they bought the shirt. Those people are going to have to stick around That's for the show. That's not even enough to buy Arby's. I occasionally am on because I will still be around. Yes. I'm yeah. just not going to be here all the time anymore. We support you in your growth as a person. And I, you know, obviously you guys have heard us whispering about stuff like this. We didn't know for sure what was going on. Um, and we wanted, if it did come to this, we wanted Andy to be the one to say it. Yeah. Um, so if you've noticed some weirdness, so Andy's still available in the discord. He's still yeah, reachable yeah. online. Yeah, He's not going anywhere there. He's, you can still message him there. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get tied down. He's trying to, you know, you know, make money moves and, 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 and travel the, the world and, and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. So there's a lot going on and I support you and all that. I want to be your friend for there. Yeah, I for can't sure. go to Jamaica with you, but no, I'm if you need me to be your friend and go with you, I will. No, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sarah's going to go with me. So it's cool. I mean, and especially I love all of you guys, the, the constant emails, the uh, the phone calls when we've dealt with those, the discord messages, the the birthday presents, all all the Christmas presents, all of it. Um, the, the listeners are cookies. You guys have made it so great. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm saying this big goodbye and it's not goodbye. It's just like see in a while kind of thing instead. See yeah. you down the road. Yes. Partner. Until next time. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, that's about all the time that we have. Uh, you can email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at streamthingpod. You can follow me on Instagram at moviesertherapy and Steve at S underscore May05. Andy doesn't have an Insta, but you can sure follow him on Twitter at Andy Most Days. You can also me. talk to him in the Discord if you ever get to that tier. Speaking of which, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things. Subscribe at a variety of tiers. That's T I E R S because we don't cry in there. I do. Mm, tears, baby. Um, and get different rewards and bonus episodes that drop uh, monthly-ish. Uh, sometimes what I mean by that is sometimes there's two or three in a month. Um, right. We do other cool events and stuff as well. But until next time, I love you very much. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. This month, we got some new patrons to thank. We are so thankful, so grateful to all of you who throw your hard-earned monies our way. Money, money, monies. We got the new Try Before You Deny producers, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez and Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car. That is actually their (laughs) Christian name. I can't imagine the. Does that fit in a library card? Rabbit dog in a Barbie car. Yes, because in a Barbie car is is put as a last name. So okay, what's the middle initial? I thought uh, N was the middle initial. No, you're right. I it was like rabbit dog N. I don't think in that part of the world wherein rabbit dog hails, there is a middle name. Mountain time. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> in the Marty B VIP producers category, we've added Node KS Charlie Friday. That's not real. It might be. That's awesome. You were named after a secret agent, and I love it. Heather Joe, Sheila Huff. Um, I'm so sorry in advance. I'm going to try my best. Niame McDyer and Micah Tybee. Micah Tybee. Micah Tybee? I was reading that one before. Ethan Gregory. I got that one. Casey McNatt, Nicole Herring, and Daisy JT. And in the chocolate pudding producers, we've added Meddler on the Roof. Love it. Lane Crawford, Christiana Saya, Blaze King, Ellie Montiranta, Randy F., Carrie Jared, Carrie Gerard, Carrie Jared, Carrie Gerard, Tyler Sowers, Cadet, Alyssa Anderson, 
Sabra Watkins, Jade Spade Marmalade, and Neris Martinez. And in the Friends Don't Lie producers, we've added Mike and Sheila. And I, again, apologize to anyone whose name I did not pronounce correctly. Uh, I did my best. My heart was in it. I feel like you Mike's going to be like, it's McKay. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Thank you all so much. We love you. Bye.